0: hello and welcome to the channel this is my first podcast ever and uh be certain i'm going to ramble on because the topic i wanted to talk about today was something that has been very very passionate for me and something that i needed to get off my chest so my name is hannah but the podcast's name is toxicani so welcome and let's get into the topic now when I was joining my, I was starting my undergrads. I joined a public university called Choka. It was under job, so at least you you know some of the fees will be taken care of. I also had a sponsor. the the actual sponsor, not these other street names for sponsors and the like. Just a sponsor. Sponsor. She was an Italian lady, and she was paying for my fees it was it was actually a good thing because at least you know after the fees has been taken care of your family will be able to take care of the little that is left and that is your upkeep and maybe emergencies whenever you need to do something in school anyway now when I was joining my undergrad I was as green as possible I had no idea what normally goes on in universities I was clueless so my first I think my first week or two, I I was trying to find my bearing and maybe to get to know what to do with life, because life moves really fast when you're at the university. Immediately you get there, there are people who are celebrating about their freedoms and enjoying life, and now they can do whatever they want whenever they want, and then there are others who are trying to figure who they are. Some want to, you know, the confusion of being a young adult. I know most of you can relate. So when I I joined, I came with the trauma of (laughs) adolescence. You know just how crazy it gets when you're undergoing through those hormonal changes and everything and everything in your body does not make sense. Your emotional state is just a mess. Now, I had that i was clueless and ignorant i love where i had come from let's say a society where people going to the university was not such a common thing people went to the university but not as much as maybe currently they are back then i think i was maybe in our small village i was maybe like the third or fourth person to go to the university and most of the people who had gone to the university before us never came back or there were people that you couldn't talk to because now they're in a league of their own you can't just go talk to them and ask them what normally goes on in the university so i'm going there with no knowledge at all of what i'm supposed to do and the people who dropped me to the university also didn't cautioned me as much as they should have, so my first year of university I was depressed. That is the first time in my life I think I got really depressed, and I'm um, from a very humble background, I grew up without parents, I was raised by my grandfather, so when I'm saying like that was the first time I got depressed, you can imagine just how much trauma I had to go through in my first year of university. I'm normally um, an A-B student, but the first year of university, I was a D student. I got so many Ds, I started doubting if I, I really belonged to the university. But I understood why I was getting them. You see, my sponsor was taking care of my fees, so everything is paid for. But you're not paid for food, upkeep, and then I didn't have a smartphone Every update was being made by the lecturers about assignments, about, let's say, what else? Assignments, cuts, maybe makeups and whatever, class changes and the like was being done via WhatsApp. I don't have a smartphone, so I don't know what what is happening in that class so uh, the minute you're getting to to the point where you're sitting for your exams and everything you've missed like four classes and there are four important classes because most lecturers at the university cover like a topic an entire topic in one lesson so if you miss that lesson you've like missed the entire topic and they're not going to go back to it just because you didn't have a smartphone so i don't have a smartphone I don't i don't know what's happening i'm confused half the time and with with her paying for the fees i didn't have food but i had i had a room i had a place to sleep in most university public universities in kenya don't offer meals at least in private universities you pay you pay for it via your fees and everything like you can get meals if you're living in school Uh, In that University, I was living in school, but you couldn't get meals so I already have three major problems that I'm dealing with and um, I don't have friends here. I don't have I don't know anyone You can't interact with anyone. You can't tell them what you're going through. I'd love back home if I tried talking maybe to my brothers and Maybe my relatives. I don't think they understood the seriousness of what was going on. So my first like my first semester was so bad it was so bad it was so painful i used to cry almost every night every chance i got and and i was alone or i was just somewhere where no one could see me i would cry my eyes out i was feeling so bad you know you you're so hyped your entire high school you're so hyped about getting to the university getting good grades and going to the university things are going to be better in the university so coming from a humble background And being told that your life is going to change once you get you get to the university, it's a big deal. So my hopes were so like zilekwatuju. I I was so excited to go to the university, and then to come from like a thousand feet to zero in the first week of university. And then some something I I also noticed was. I went to orientation. It took a week. I went to the orientation and and everything. And I think I understood most of the things they were talking about. But the minute I got my timetable, I'm looking at this piece of paper. And I can't tell the difference. I don't know what is my class. I don't know. You know, public universities, I think they have... You you just let free. It's like... some sort of farm and then you animals you just thrown in there and let to roam free and do whatever you want but then at the same time you're supposed to understand what is going on so I was as clueless as possible I tried calling the only person that I thought could help me but since I don't have a smartphone to take a photo for him to try and highlight whatever my classes were supposed to be he couldn't also help like there's nothing I could have done at all, at all, at all. So, the first week it was, I was, I was just dealing with a lot. Then the second week, my arsenal, <laughs> or what should I call it, my stock, my food stock, started disappearing. Like you know. It's in in Asia too, pole 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 pole. But at the same time, when you call home, you know you know people don't have the money to sustain you over there. But I don't know, I don't understand what normally happens. But anyway, we all know people try. At the end of the day, they try. So you run. My second week, now the problem of food arose. Now I am still dealing with. I'm trying to catch up with my classes. I don't have food. I don't have a way I can print out notes because lecturers, the first few weeks, they don't just start introducing the lessons and everything. They give a, they give handouts for people to go and photocopy and do the like. But since I wasn't in, in a group, I never got any notifications about those those handouts. So the second week, I'm dealing with a food shortage. Shortage, sorry. The third week, it's even worse because now any money I was left with went to try and sustain me through meals, buying small, small meals and fruits to survive. Now I don't have any cash. I don't have anything. It was the loneliest time. And then whoever you're trying to reach out to, most of them I felt like they didn't understand because I would call someone. Three days in a row, I haven't eaten anything, maybe a banana or two for the 72 hours. And then you call someone you, to help you out. And they say they don't have the, the ability to help you out. They can't, like there's nothing they can do for you. So you have to figure it out. And you're wondering, <laughs> I've been trying to figure it out for the last three days on an empty stomach. What else am I supposed to figure out? And at that point, you're just 19. You don't know anything. It was scary. I hated school. And then it got to a point where one of my close relatives told me, if, if you can't survive in school, why don't you just defer? Like you go outside one year, you try and work and gather some money. Then you come back and do it. I, I think I hung up on them because for me that was not an option my sponsor is struggling on the other hand to make sure my university fees are taken care of and here i am saying now i want to defer. that's something that she could have never understood or i don't know it's something that could could have made her withdraw her financial help so that was not an option i still i stuck there anyway Now, uh, at least, I think after a month or two, um, a roommate noticed. Like every time they, they said, let's go outside and eat, or let's buy something and eat, or let's cook something, I would walk out of the room. She started noticing that trend, and she came through for me, cause when she went shopping for her own food, foodstuffs, she bought some for me my locker has food and whatever and then i looked around and she was the only one in the room i asked her and she told me yeah she bought them she bought them for me and uh, i told her thank you and i was so happy about it but deep down i was like no no, no i don't I, I didn't want you to do that because you know most of the time when people try and help you out it becomes like a master-slave relationship you can't you can't just be friends most of the time. This is someone I don't know. This is someone I've never interacted with before, and she's just willing to help me out. She did, she did that severally, and um, she was not the only one. A lot of people in school started noticing such things, and then we shared classes with her. So every time she would print out notes, she would print double or twice and bring me a fold or something and life started looking up though so i th- I was still very very depressed i was still I, I think almost every night i i used to ask for for god to just end everything like i was so tired you know your entire life you've been struggling with everything everything nothing comes easy for you every day you eat a struggle For you to go to high school, yes, you have someone taking care of the fees, but you don't have the transport to get to the high school. Sometimes you don't have the... Some people are going for familiarization trips and educational trips. You can't attend such trips and they are vital maybe to something you're studying because you don't have the money. But your fees are taken care of. And I thank God for that because were it not for them, I don't think I I would have made it Anyway, now in the university, and things are still worse and painful. I started doubting the plans that God had for me or the universe, like,, nothing made sense. Nothing really made sense. I was arguing if from the time I was six years since that's when my mom passed on to that moment in time when I was 19 years old. All along I have been struggling with everything. What was the point of me getting to this point where everything is supposed to be better and nothing gets better. It didn't make sense for me, so I got really depressed and I became I wished for death in every time I took everything I did I wished for death every time. And then I I got to from the point of wishing for death to the point of making a compromise with god you know like if you if nothing is going to change if my life is going to be this miserable end it stop just stop everything and end it or make it better those were my prayers back then when i was in first year that was back in 2016 yeah those were my prayers i i the second semester after now 1.1 1.2 during that holiday before I, I went back for the second semester I worked with uh, a certain firm as a casual worker and I I did my best so by the time I was going back to school it was a period of around six months yeah we go for a holiday for around four to six months so during that time I really worked hard for the that farm. So when I was going back to school, the nun who was in charge of the place packed an entire stack of potatoes, maize, like a lot of food. I went back to the university with a lot of food for the second semester and she also gave me like 8,000 shillings to sustain myself. And I don't think I ta- talked to her about what happened at the university I think it, it was just God trying to caution my life. Anyway, in the... the second semester, my sponsor started asking what was going on in the university and how how was my performance, was I liking what was going on uh, and the course that I was doing. Najua is gava like the the ones gava choose for you useless courses and then anyway that's it's just a topic for another day anyway now my sponsor started asking me is economics really something that is marketable in your country is it marketable in the world because over here in italy people are saying that it's not that marketable in my mind i'm like it's the only thing that was offered to me i have no choice i have no choice at all like i have to just do this and she kept on pushing for that whole semester. And with such questions, every time we talked, she she her mind was driven to that. Every time, every time we communicated about anything. So during that period, no, I think it was after the second semester. When I was going now to second year, first semester, she came to visit. And the first thing she noticed was my phone it was the the ones with buttons cut really she noticed that and asked me if that was the phone i was using at the university and i told her yes it's the only one i have i don't have any phone and she said okay i'll see what i can do about it but i I didn't give it much thought because at the end of the day this woman is taking care of almost 70 percent of your problems you can't Now bring the 30% to her for her to take care of it. So I just left it at that. She brought me a laptop, which was really nice. At least now I could access PDF notes and the like. Anyway, at the same time, I gave her my report card with the marks and everything. And she was disappointed as I was. Because I'm not a D person. And the only, I think it's only one unit. I had a different grade and it was an A every other unit i had a d around 12 units (sighs) i was better off because some had like eight F's, but still that was not my grade so she told me if this university you're in is as good as you're saying it is and the course you're doing is something that you're enjoying why are you failing and i couldn't explain myself i couldn't tell how what my first year was like at the university I couldn't talk to her about that and a lot of people ask me why couldn't you talk to her about that and like i said she's taking care of 70% of your problem the, th- the other 30% is taking is supposed to be taken care of by your family those are the agreements that these sponsors have cuz 30% is like you just eating your eating expenses and maybe your shopping expenses and uh, per semester most often that what I found myself using maybe around 3,000 to 5,000 shillings an entire semester on shopping. Meals and Or sometimes you get to spend a lot, but not that much. Especially when you come with food from Ushago, you won't get to spend a lot. Anyway, so I couldn't talk to her about it. And if she found out that our, my family members were not doing as much as they should have, I feared that i might lose her support and her support meant everything so i didn't tell her i just told her it it was a struggle i've been struggling with these units and our lecturers blah 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 is also resort and she gave me a compromise like the one i was giving god if you don't find a school a different school and a different course that you're going to perform you will pay fee for yourself so for a minute I was just looking at her like what yeah that was the compromise she gave me and by then it was around late December or early January and she gave me up until May to find a different school to get a course that is marketable and something that I'm going to perform in because she was not going to get to allow any more C or D grades. So when I went back to school with the lappy, preparing you now to like it was just chaotic mm-hmm. anyway. And then, after like a, a week or two, she told me she was going back to Italy. And she had left something for me something that will help me with my school activities and the like and i should travel to the home that like from school i should travel from school to home to collect it because it was important for my education and i organized for that trip i went back and i found that she'd left me her own smartphone you know (laughs) it was (laughs) quite touching Her own smartphone, it was a very expensive phone, around 62 62 to 64 G's back then. But she had left it behind for me, so that I could be able to access the notes and whatever and talk to her directly. Because previously I was talking to her via an intermediary. She wanted me to talk to her directly, so she left me her phone with the number saved in it and the like and I went back to school a very happy person I was still depressed to an extent because now I had, I had the, the struggle of finding a different school and a different unit and if you've done it you know how crazy it is you're already in in this other school and if you find another school and you see her compromise included another course so in short like your one and a half year has gone to waste just like that then you can't credit transfer units or whatever and if i go to a different school chances are i'm going under parallel i'm self-sponsored and that is now another problem i was worried about it was money because it will be more like three times as expensive as public public schools are (sighs) anyway Now, uh, I think uh, it was around two to three weeks after going back, now after we had the conversation with my sponsor, Choke University went on a strike. And that strike was so timely for me. Because the minute they they started rioting was the day I had started getting replies on the email I'd sent out to, to different universities with my course marks, my points, my KC, KCSE points and everything to see what courses they're offering that might suit me. So I had started getting those replies and the like, so immediately they started their strike. I packed my things. I went and stayed over at a friend's place for, I think, a day. And then the next day I was out of there, back to Nairobi's, on now on another journey to try and find another school and finally i did i found a private university and the thing that was more appealing to me about the private university was not even the courses the environment it was the fact that they provided meals with the Fee that you pay for your hostel, they provided meals, and that was a relief for me. Now I didn't have the stress the stress for finding something to eat at the end of the day, I'm at the end of the units anyway. And I lived happily ever after. Anyway, from that encounter, I think I got my anxiety from there. I'm no longer depressed, but I get really anxious about a lot of things in life if something goes in a way that I hadn't planned I think just for a minute or two I'll get into a mental breakdown <laughs> but I didn't have it before I developed it after that one year that I, I call it one year of going through hell there was, during that one year I broke up with whoever I was dating I wasn't in a In a mental space to be with anyone. I tried my best not having friends, but I ended up having really good friends during that period. Like, you know, the right person will stick around for you. Anyway, I've rambled on for as much as I can. That story also leaves out a lot of plot holes and uncovered topics. Because it's a really long one. It's about two years long. Anyway, but I needed to talk about that because Kenyan universities are just, it's like a factory for producing a depressed undergraduates. Some students in my class, I think when I was in Chuka, there was a student who committed suicide via electrocution, which was so weird. And then when I moved to this private university in my fourth year, another student committed suicide like it's so it's so hectic it's so draining just to get a degree and i don't think it should be that hard i don't think it should because most of the time you see like the private university i went to they took care of a lot of things and since it's private there are limited number of students per class so you're getting one-on-one time with a lecture and you you're getting to understand like that is taken care of But at the same time, you're struggling, especially if you're not from a well-of-family. You struggle a lot with identity issues. You struggle a lot with... (laughs) And then this mentality of you going to the university is like you're you're going to milk money from somewhere. So people back at home are calling you to send them cash to help them survive or to take whatever cow to the doctor. and at the same time you you don't have anything to eat so i it's so depressing if i had a choice if i if i had a choice back then i think i wouldn't have stayed in the university it was the worst period of my life and i hated every minute of it every minute of it anyway that is my ramble and um I'm hoping others had a better time than I did. You can like this or you can come to my YouTube channel. It's it's, it's under the same name, Toxicani. And if you have any question, DM me, talk to me. Just tell me. Anything, any any encouragement and everything. And if you're at the university and you're going through shit just be strong i would love to tell it gets better but it got better for me it didn't get better for others so just be strong have faith in yourself mostly and try and find a solution for your problems because i think at some point i got to the point of cooking and selling chapels hawking chapels at the university at least to survive at least to get some cash to survive that life It's so miserable being an undergrad student. But at the same time, maybe after you've gotten everything taken care of, you might get a good job. And that's a topic for another day. Thank you for listening to my ramble. Have a nice time. And uh, yeah, keep in touch. Until next time, see ya.